In Alabama Ag and Review for the week of August 23rd, we'll start off with an update on the phase-out of a popular chemical. Well, Bayer Crop Science made the announcement last week that they are working with the EPA to cancel uses of aldocarb, sold as Timic brand insecticide nematicide on citrus and potatoes by the end of 2011. But that leaves many producers here in the southeast wondering about registrations for the other crops that the popular product is used for. The remaining crops will still be in effect for like cotton and peanuts, so there will be allowed use on that for a period of time. That's Alan Ayers, Director of State Affairs, Stewardship and Industry Relations for Bayer Crop Science, who gives us further details on the timeline of phase-out. They are okay for now, and then, uh, you know, we just uh, will phase that out by 2014. And then the channel, uh, our distributors, retailers can sell it uh, by the end of 2016. And then growers can use it on those crops by the uh, August of 2018. So it's not a a real immediate thing, uh, but uh, that's going to phase out over these next uh, 68 years. Ayer says that even though Timic will be eventually phased out, they are continuing to work for the producer by bringing new chemistries to the market. Aircrop Science is still committed to bringing uh, new insecticides and herbicides and fungicides, uh, bringing these tools to the growers. In in my uh, career, uh, these last 10 or 15 years have been the most prolific of bringing new active ingredients to the market. And as we turn our attention to livestock, Randall Wiseman has this report. USDA has been working to develop new framework for animal disease traceability that will require states and tribal nations to establish the ability to trace animals moving interstate back to their state of origin. And APHIS, the Animal Plant Health Inspection Service, has been conducting public meetings across the country about this, with one of those taking place this past Friday in Atlanta. Dr. T.J. Myers, Associate Deputy Administrator with APHIS Veterinary Services with USDA, said these meetings are being held to get feedback. What we're doing is presenting uh, our current thinking on what the new regulation would be. Uh, We're hoping to have a a proposed rule that will define uh, animal uh, traceability by April of uh, 2011. Uh, so this uh, this whole effort is designed to get uh, as much public input as we can uh, as we develop that regulation. Dr. John Weemers, also with APHIS Veterinary Services, explains the difference between this new plan they are working on and the previous animal identification program. We're focusing on animals moving interstate, between states, not within states, not animals that never move from the farm, not animals that are being raised for their own consumption or for their family. We're just focusing on the interstate movement aspects. And in that aspect, we've always had some requirements for what is required for documentation and movement of animals interstate. What this is doing is simply codifying what the requirements are and pretty much simplifying it, bringing some of the requirements that have been scattered throughout this Code of Federal Regulations in the brucellosis section and the TB section and the scrapie section, bringing them then to one section where it's easily found and and simplify the requirements so that it's more easily understood. And Dr. Weimer said getting input from producers is very important. Any of the people that have an interest or who are impacted by identification and movement requirements, we want to hear from them, absolutely. And going forward to build into our process for implementing the proposed rule or the final rule, there will be a period of time for education and outreach before the compliance kicks in.
Plus, they want to remind producers this is only a proposed rule, as once it's all put together next year, a comment period will take place for more public input before a final rule is ever implemented. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Griner regarding the all-important necessity, water. I remember a line from an old song back in my younger days, you never miss the water till the well goes dry. Well, there's a growing speculation that by the next century, water will be a problem worldwide. It's already an issue in many areas. Let's start with agriculture. It's the biggest user of fresh water. Industry, another massive consumer of fresh water. Not the biggest user, but the most crucial. And human consumption. Now, none of these could survive if their well went dry. The problem? They're all growing. The growing population is already putting more strain on the food industry production. Industry must have water to grow and provide jobs for the rest of us. Remember, this is not an American problem now. It's worldwide. Some sources say human consumption will take water away from agriculture within the next 30 to 40 years. That's going to affect food production. Hungry or thirsty? Which is worse? And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.